are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes, over 2,500-page work of the Venerable Maria Vagrida. If you would like to join the discussion about the book, head over to Facebook and find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group. Let us now thank the Lord for the life of Venerable Maria. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example and holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir aflame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was, to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 122, and we are reading from Volume 2, Book 3, Chapter 21, Paragraphs 261 to 269. Chapter 21. St. Elizabeth asks the Queen of Heaven to assist at her confinement and is enlightened concerning the birth of John. 261. Already two months had passed since the coming of the Princess of Heaven into the house of Holy Elizabeth, and the discreet matron was even now filled with grief at the thought of the departure and of the absence of the mistress of the world. She dreaded the loss of so great a blessing as her presence was, and with reason, since she knew that it could not come within the range of human merits. In her holy humility, she scrutinized her heart, fearing lest any fault of hers might be the cause of the setting of that beautiful moon and of the sun of justice within the virginal womb. Sometimes she wept and sighed in private, because she could find no means of prolonging their stay, which had shed much clear light of grace in her soul. She asked the Lord with many tears to inspire her cousin, the Most Holy Lady Mary, not to forsake her, at least not to withdraw as soon as her sweet company. She served her with great reverence and solicitude and studied to oblige her. It is no wonder that so saintly attentive and prudent a woman should ask for that which even the angels coveted. For in addition to the divine light, which she had received from the Holy Ghost, Concerning the supreme dignity and sanctity of the Virgin Mother, she had the personal experience of her most sweet intercourse and conversation, and all that this combined and ravished her heart, so that without divine aid she could not have survived the parting, after one having known and conversed with the Blessed Lady. 262. In order to find some consolation, St. Elizabeth resolved to open her heart to the Heavenly Lady, who was, however, not ignorant of her sorrow. And she said to her in great submission and humility, Cousin, dear lady, on account of the respect and consideration with which I am bound to serve thee, I have not until now dared to speak of my desire and of the sorrow in my heart. Give me now the permission to relieve it by making them known. The Lord has condescended in his mercy to send thee hither in order that I might have the unmerited blessing of conversing with thee, and of knowing the mysteries which has divine providence entrusted to thee, my mistress. Unworthy I am to praise him eternally for this favor. Daniel 3.53 
Thou art the living temple of his glory, the ark of the testament containing the manna, which is the food of the angels. Hebrews 9.4 Thou art the tablet of the true law written in his own being. Psalm 77.25 I appreciate in my lowliness how rich his majesty has made me, that without my merit I should entertain in my own house the treasure of heaven and her whom he has chosen as his mother among all women. I justly fear that I displease thee, and the fruit of thy womb by my sins, that therefore thou wilt forsake thy slave, withdrawing the great blessing which I now enjoy. Possibly, if it be thy pleasure, I might have the happiness of serving thee and remaining with thee all the rest of my life. If it is a hardship for thee to return to thy dwelling, it will be most convenient for thee to stay in my house. If thou wilt call thy holy spouse Joseph and live with him, here is my master's. I will serve you with affectionate readiness of heart. Although I do not merit what I ask, I beseech thee not to despise my humble petition, since the Lord can surpass by his mercies all my merits and desires. 2.63 The Most Holy Mary heard with sweetest complacency the petition of her cousin Elizabeth and answered her, Dearest friend of my soul, thy holy wishes are acceptable in the eyes of the Most High. I also thank thee from my heart. But in all our undertakings and resolves, it is necessary that we conform to the divine will and entirely subject ourselves to it. Although this is the duty of all creatures, thou knowest that it is my duty before all others. Since by the power of his arm he has raised me from the dust and in boundless love has looked upon me. Luke 1.53 All my words and movements must be guided by the divine will of my Lord and Son. I must not desire anything except what is according to his pleasure. Let us present to his majesty the desires, and whatever he and his goodness shall ordain, then let us execute. I must also obey my spouse Joseph, for without his order and consent, I can neither decide upon my occupations nor upon my dwelling place. It is just, my dearest, that we obey our superiors. 264. St. Elizabeth yielded to the persuasive words of the princes of heaven and answered with humble submission, my dear lady, I am ready to obey thy will and revere thy teaching. I wish only once more to commend to thee my sincere affection and heartfelt devotion to thy service. If my wishes cannot be fulfilled and are contrary to the will of God, I desire at least, if possible, that thou, my queen, do not forsake me until my son shall come forth to the light, in order that just as within my womb he has adored and recognized his Redeemer in thy own, so he may enjoy his divine presence and enlightenment, before any other creatures, that he may receive thy blessing for the first advances in life. Proverbs 16.9 By the presence of him who is to direct his footsteps. And do thou, the mother of grace, present him to the Creator, and obtain from his goodness the perseverance in that grace, which he received at the sound of thy sweetest voice, when it came to my unworthy ears. Let me behold my child in thy arms, where the God who made and preserves heaven and earth is likewise to rest. Isaiah 42.5 Let not thy maternal kindness be strained or diminished by my sins. Deny not this consolation to me, nor to my son this great happiness, which as a mother I ask and unworthily desire for him. 2.65 Most Holy Mary did not wish to refuse, and she promised to pray the Lord for the fulfillment of this request of her cousin, asking her at the same time to unite her prayers with hers in order to know his most holy will. 
Accordingly, the two mothers of the two Most Holy Sons born into the world betook themselves to the oratory of the Heavenly Princess and presented their petitions to the Most High. Most pure Mary fell into an ecstasy, wherein she was enlightened anew concerning the mysterious life and the dignity of the precursor, and concerning his work in preparing the hearts of men for the reception of their Redeemer and Teacher. And she made known to St. Elizabeth these sacraments in as far as it was proper. She was also informed of the great sanctity of her saintly cousin also, that she had only a short while to live with, and that Zechariah would die before her. The kind mother lovingly besought the Lord to assist her at her death and to fulfill her wishes in regard to her son. In regard to the other fond desires, the most prudent virgin made no request, for in her heavenly wisdom she immediately saw that to live always in the house of her cousin was not advisable, nor according to the will of the Most High. 266. To these petitions His Majesty answered, My spouse and my dove, it is my pleasure that thou assist and console my servant Elizabeth at her childbirth, which is to be very soon, for there are only eight days left before the event. After her son shall be circumcised, thou shalt return to thy home with thy spouse Joseph. After his birth thou shalt offer to me, my servant John, in pleasing sacrifice, and continue, my beloved, to pray to me for the salvation of souls. St. Elizabeth united her prayers with those of the Queen of Heaven and Earth, beseeching the Lord to command his mother and spouse not to forsake her during her confinement. During this prayer, the Lord revealed to her that her confinement was close at hand, and informed her also of many other things for her relief and consolation in her anxiety. 267. Most Holy Mary issued from her trance, and having finished their prayer, the two mothers conferred upon the nearness of the confinement of St. Elizabeth. As made known to them by the Lord, and anxious to make sure of her good fortune, the holy matron asked our queen, My lady, pray tell me whether I shall have the happiness of thy assistance and my impending confinement. His majesty answered, My beloved cousin, the Most High has heard our prayers and deigned to command me to assist on that occasion. This I will do, not only remaining till then, but also until the circumcision of thy child, which will take place in fifteen days. At this resolve of the Most Holy Mary, the joy of her cousin was renewed. She acknowledged his great favor and humble thankfulness to the Lord and to the Holy Queen. Thus rejoiced and enlivened by mutual conferences, the Holy Matron began to prepare for the birth of her son and for the departure of her exalted cousin. Instruction given to me by the Heavenly Queen and Lady Mary. 268. My daughter, whenever our desires arise from loving affection and are accompanied by a good intention, the Most High is not offended at our making them known, as long as it is done with submission and resignation to the dispositions of His divine providence. When the soul presents itself before the Lord with such sentiments, He looks upon it as a father and grants to it what is proper, withholds what is improper, or does not conduce to its true welfare. The desire of my cousin to remain with me all her life arose from a pious and praiseworthy zeal, but it was not in harmony with the plan to the Most High, by which he had already arranged the conduct, travels, and events of my life. Thou, the Lord, denied her this request. He was not displeased, but granted her whatever would not hinder the decrees of his infinite wisdom, and whatever would benefit her or her son John. On account of the love shown toward me by the mother and son, and on the account of the intercession of the Almighty, enriched them with many blessings and favors. For to ask him with upright intention, and through my mediation, is always the most efficacious means of moving his majesty. 269. 
I wish that thou offer up all thy petitions and prayers in the name of thy most holy Son and my own, and be assured without doubt that they will be heard, if they are joined with the upright intention of pleasing God. Look upon me with loving affection as thy mother, thy refuge, and thy help. Trust thyself to my devoted love, and remember, my dearest, that my desire for thy greater good urges me to teach thee the means of obtaining great blessings and favors of divine grace at the most liberal hands of God. Do not make thyself unfit for them, nor hinder them by thy timidity. And if thou wishest to induce me to love thee as my much-beloved daughter, rouse thyself to a fulfillment of what I tell thee, and manifest to thee. Toward this, direct thy careful efforts, resting satisfied only when thou hast labored hard to put my teachings into practice. This concludes our reading for today, day number 122. We have read from Volume 2, Book 3, Chapter 21, Paragraphs 261 to 269. We read Chapter 21 in its entirety. In our reading today, we have the desire of Elizabeth, and that desire of Elizabeth is for Mary to remain and maybe even to have this extended stay, even after the birth of John, that Mary would ever be close to this home. And in a sense, we realize that she's asking this because what it is that she experienced having Mary there now for the past two months, the great joy that accompanied the visit of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so she wants to relate this to the Mother of God, and so Elizabeth goes and she shares this with Mary. And what is Mary's response? She says, It is necessary that we conform to the divine will and entirely subject ourselves to it. It's realizing it's not what I want, but it's what God wants. What is going to please God in this situation? All my words and movements must be guided by the divine will of the Lord and Son, and I must not desire anything except what is according to his pleasure. Let us present to his majesty thy desires, and whatever he in his goodness shall ordain, then let us execute. So once we have those desires, once we think we know what it is we want to pray for, well, then we offer it to God. We make it known to the Lord God. And then we wait to see how God reveals his holy will for this situation. And that's really what we pray in the Our Father. Thy will be done. God, I want to do what you want. I don't want to do what I want. Now, in this situation, we have the desire of Elizabeth, and then we have Mary. And the two then unite themselves in prayer together. Most Holy Mary did not wish to refuse, and she promised to pray to the Lord for the request of her cousin, asking her, asking Elizabeth, at the same time to unite her prayer with hers in order to know his most holy will. So if it concerns another person, well, invite that person to unite with you in praying, that you petition. Maybe you pray a novena, you pray the rosary together but you pray together for whatever intention it is. Think about a young man and a young woman, and they're dating, and they may wish to get married. And so together, the couple, they unite in prayer, asking God, is this what you want? 
Do you want me to marry this other person? And maybe they pray for nine days, ensuring that what is happening is truly according to the will of God. Mary does come to know God's will in this situation and makes it known to Elizabeth, and both of them accept God's will, knowing that they have conformed themselves to that will of God. In our own life, let us strive to conform ourselves, our own will. Let us unite our will to God's will, so that whatever we do or whatever we say, might always be the will of God. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.